Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. Recorded live. Welcome to the Five Minute Major. It is Nick in New York, and we have a full house this evening, so let's get right into it. This is a special all-star break edition of the Five Minute Major, and uh, we aim to please. So uh, let's do a little roll call. Let's start with doubles. Now, doubles, um, Stillwater is sort of northeasty a little bit, right, of the Twin Cities? I don't, know why you gotta say, I don't know why you got to say it. I'm just saying. Yes. It's, I, it's, yes it's, <laughs> mystery I like geography. It, I like to call it the Far East. The Far East. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if I were to give you the name of a town, would you be able to tell me where uh, sort of on the compass it lies? Let's just say Wilmer, Minnesota? Uh, not likely. Okay. Uh, that also means, therefore, that we have Mike Berg. And, Mike, I understand you've been at the, uh, at the grape a little bit tonight. What are you drinking? Uh, right now, we're, we've, we've moved up to uh, Cold Spring, and uh, we're, we're now with uh, Third Street Brewhouse. Rise to the top, green ale. Okay. Is it, is it delicious? It is excellent. It is an excellent beer, yes. Thank you for asking. I'm glad to hear that, Mike. Michael. Uh, is tonight a work night for you, or, or are we just letting our hair down? Yes and yes. Okay, good. Uh, Jared, Jared Mason, in, a, in an, an odd twist of fate, therefore, I believe, means is not the least sober member of the crew this evening, Jared, uh, although I'm wrong. But, uh, Jared, uh, would you care to dispute that fact, or how I'm, are you doing? I'm trying to catch up. I'm, I'm working on a, uh, a founder's um, imperial black ale called the Dark Penance. It's only 9%, but I am chasing it up uh, with my flask of uh, Glen Morangi. So uh, um, trying, I'm, I think I'm way behind Mike, so I, you know, Weak. have at it, bro. You put, you, know, did you just said you put single malt scotch in a flask? Well, kind of. I had to. Is it a, it was at a wedding. Is At it, least oh. I'm not calling him a tart right now. <laughs> oh, that, I, I forgot. I forgot the Mr. Pib part. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that brings us to our final but uh, most special guest of the evening. Our special <laughs> wow. guest. Yeah, our special guest. You know him as Paul Fletcher. Paul, welcome back to the Five Minute Major. It's been a long time. When did we do this last? Do you remember? Were we talking about missing the playoffs a year ago? It was a year ago, yeah, I believe so. We, as soon as shit gets really real, we have you on. <laughs> I like it. And Paul, I, I'll have you know, I'm still nothing like sore when from need... when we played hockey, like in June or something. Yeah, whenever that was. Time. Yeah, that was a good time. That place is now closed. I guess I heard that. To give and people it should in, be. Yeah, to give people insight, we we played three on three at this rink uh, in Northwest Minnesota for you geography majors. Uh, <laughs> 
And when and, you when you North, say closed, do you mean just at this time of night the bar is closed at a at a no, good time? I mean, or I mean permanently shut down, shut down, shut down, <laughs> shut down, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, you can probably figure out who. I actually tried to get somebody that we skated with to buy it. You can probably figure out who. <laughs> um, because the price tag was very low, and I feel if run properly, uh, to, again, to let everybody on the secret, we, we did this three-on-three skate. It was a three-on-three rink inside of a full bar, and they had a sound stage. And from what I understand, the sound for their rock and roll shows was pretty darn good. Um, and they closed the bar before we were done with our skate. What's the point of driving to a place you need a passport to get to uh, to play <laughs> hockey inside of a bar if the bar is going to be closed and you're done. It was absolutely positively pointless. But, um, again, if operated per- correctly, that place could be a gold mine. Yeah, anyway. Agree. Agree. The, the bar was not in the penalty box, which I strenuously object to. <laughs> <laughs> you strenuously uh, so object? Is it, is it, I mean, have they gutted it, or is it, is it just I, sitting there? I haven't driven back. Why would I? Well, I mean, Target's <laughs> right there, right? Sorry, I'm not going to go to that Target. I'm going to go to the Target that's a stone's throw from my house. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Oh, by the so, way, you didn't, ask what I, you didn't ask what I'm drinking. I'm drinking what a 30-ounce 30 30 ounce glass of water spiked with crystal light. Oh? <laughs> I thought you were going to say crystal meth. I didn't realize you could drink it. <laughs> crystal Take meth light. Jesse Pinkman. You, you need some, are you low on the old uh, electrolytes, or what's going on? Uh, Crystal Light's just something to make it taste better. I'm no, I'm just drinking water because tomorrow is a work night and uh, or tonight is a work night, and I just I suck at drinking anymore. Uh, well, I believe in Crystal Light because I believe in me, Paul. I believe too. <laughs> I believe in you too, Nick. Thank you. So, uh, as I indicated at the top, there is a lot to be worked up about when it comes to hockey, and because the state of hockey right now, and because uh, there's nothing better than start, to start the show than a good old doubles frothed up bitch session, doubles, would you please take me through just what the fuck Dennis Weidman was thinking and what should happen as a result of it? Uh, well, I don't really know what he was thinking, but... Uh piss on him for absolutely decking linesman number 91, Donnie Henderson. Um, completely unnecessary. He had several other options aside from what he chose to do um, up to and including, you know, just essentially wrapping him up in a bear hug or, you know, just letting him know that he was there and just kind of cushioning Henderson, uh, once the contact came, but, uh, no, let's just, uh, raise our arms, extend them out and, uh, throw them a cross check right between the shoulder blades. What a dick move. Wait, he um, was woozy. He was woozy. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know his was a linesman. He didn't right. recognize was soft. Right. <laughs> right. He didn't and, recognize the uh, black and white fucking stripes that no team's jersey looks like in, in the world. No. And, uh, if any team would be, I would think, as proactive as possible with their concussion protocol, it would be the team of former NHL player Steve Montador, who died uh, within the last year or so due to effects of CTE and uh, brain damage were partially uh, 
those were partially attributed to his death. Um, so his his alibi is flimsy. I, I don't actually. I never heard him. I never heard Weidman himself say anything about being woozy. But that alibi is pretty weak, given the fact that he missed exactly. Let me see here. Zero shifts in that yeah. game, and. Um, to the best of my knowledge, did not go through the concussion protocol that's now mandated by the league. Um, so it's it, it's a it was a despicable act to me, and um, you know something that I don't know that the league has ever seen that type of thing before, where you know a guy has been knocked woozy, and uh, then all of a sudden that makes it okay for him to cream alignsman that uh, has his back turned to him and has absolutely no chance to defend himself. This um, probably happened in fights, though, right, where, you know, well, at least accidentally linesmen get punched all the time. Um, maybe... Happened last night. Oh, another yeah, one? Uh, Good yeah, Lord. Uh, Jay Shears, uh, Jay yeah. Shears ate, ate a straight punch from Milan Dusic, but Was he wounded? Uh, he might have. Uh, he might have probably was. He might have been. He might have been stealing the cobwebs as opposed oh. to being woozy. Wait, though. Okay, so hold on, Mike. You're generally learned in these things. What are the possible outcomes here, as you understand it, uh, um, and the basis for which, uh, if there's, and okay, so just so we're all on the same page, um, Weidman has been suspended indefinitely. Uh, and he is to be offered a hearing, or there will be a hearing on his behalf uh, at some point, and then I think they said, I don't remember when, sometime soon. Um, so, so, Mike, uh, what are the, what's the sort of quote-unquote legal framework for what could happen to him here? Now, it's my understanding that something, okay, if, if, if they determined that it was intentional, then... Basic, well, basically, everything here falls, falls, generally speaking, under Rule 40. So under normal circumstances, this would fall under Rule 40, and if they determined it was an intentional act, then it would be 20 games minimum. Uh, if Otherwise, it would be at the discretion of the league, 10 games minimum. However, Elliot Friedman today pointed out that since there was no infraction on the ice for this, since he wasn't thrown out of the game, therefore it's not, it does not fall under Rule 30. Or rule 40. So therefore, who the fuck knows? They'll just make some shit up as they go along here. Okay. Um, well, I, Paul, this, and I believe he's been offered an in-person hearing. Yes. Uh, Paulie, uh, you know, a, a, as a player, I, I want to say. Well, first of all, I want to say one thing in in Weidman's defense. The referee did not have one of those stop signs on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Ball. They get a, okay. they a target, I think. That's a first sign. I think that's a valid point. As mitigating evidence, that is a good point. So, yeah. Paul, as a player, I mean, you know, I mean, it's hockey, right? So, so you've you've taken hits, um, and I don't think it was a bad hit that he got hit by. I mean, I don't think, I don't think it was a dirty hit or anything like that. But he certainly got his bell rung. It looked like his head may have hit the blor- the glass and what have you. So you take hits, you got a little cobwebs. You're seeing stars. You get up. You're you're upset. It's it's beer league. Nobody should nobody should take a hit like that, accidental or not. Um, you know, maybe you're seeing red. The guy's a jackass. You want to hurt him. 
you know, what, what, what prevents you from making that next step from, from crossing that line? I am, uh, I'm watching it again as you speak and I've ever, never played at that level, but a, the, to answer your first question or your, uh, speculation, the hit was absolutely positively clean. Uh, I don't know how his bell was even rung to be honest with you. And even if he is pissed, if he is, let's just say skating away, and looking a different direction, and he turns, and he is seeing red, and he's pissed off, and feels like he was wronged in some way, shape, or form. If he's looking the other way, and he turns, and there's somebody on him immediately, and he doesn't think, and he just cross-checks, and then goes, oh, shit, I realize it's a ref, not a player. That I can at least maybe understand. Just, I mean, go watch it again. It's, he's, I wish we had our friend uh, from K-Fan, Mark Parrish, uh, to join us because he is a player, and I feel like he would have the exact. I feel like I am speaking in a manner that he would uh, that he would back up and agree with. That there's just no place for that. You know how like when players take cheap shots, players will uh, take their number and and yeah. seek retribution later in the game. If I was on his team, I would have sought retribution. I was like, maybe I can, maybe I can two hand Dennis when I go by and the back of the leg is one of these. You know, if I was on his team. I just, in my opinion, again, I never played at a high level, but that's just, that's yeah. absolutely, positively egregious, uncalled for, despicable, putrid, and it embarrasses me because, uh, you know, I love this game. I learned this game when I was three, and it's been around the game my whole life, and to see stuff like that is utter bullshit. And I, I personally think he should be done for the year, period, the end, and go from there. Wow, that's tr- I don't disagree with you though, uh, Mace. Wh- wh- in your mind, what is a league? What what does what makes this right as far as supplemental discipline or what have you? Uh, Kicking the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Straight kicking the dick while wearing a skate. Um, I I don't know that anything makes it right. Um, I think I think no matter what the discipline is, especially if it doesn't feel right by the you know, by the temperature of the, the nerd brood out there that, that is looking for 20 games or anywhere in between 10 and 20. Um, if it's not some somewhere in there, it's just going to alienate more more people who care about the game. Um, I think the scariest thing after all of it, regardless of the 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 um, the sentence, is that it, it just happened, you know? Like, it, I think the scariest thing for me is, is if it is true that he just kind of you know, blindly out of rage, like took it out on the first person he saw. Um, that's the scariest thing. And to, to have, you know, guys like that, that can snap, um, you know, out there on the ice. I mean, what's to stop it from happening again? I mean, you think of, you know, back to Bertuzzi and more, how that was kind of a, a, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a passionate rage filled uh, response. And, and this is a lot like that. It, it feels like it could be a lot like that. Uh, it, it feels too venomous to be, um, to be like, oh shit, there's a guy in front of me, and we're gonna collide. And oops, I cross-checked him. It looked like there was force behind it, you know, starting from kind of you know his upper body. So to me, it feels it feels far more dangerous than than an accident, and that that's the scariest thing for me. So hopefully, there's there's something. I mean, if if on top of whatever, you know, the league, you know, hands him as far as a sentence, uh, hopefully there's something else that goes on in, in Weidman, you know, in Weidman's brain to try to ensure that it never happens again at any at any level of the, the game. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt there. 
Well, it's, right, it's, well in, my, in my opinion, it's 110% conclusive that that was not an accident. So okay. it's a matter of just deciding from there, you know, because that's just, that's, yep. that's ridiculous. Well, yeah, exactly. and maybe, maybe this is a question for doubles, you know, if, if he came back and he said, look, uh, I screwed up, I, you know, I, I don't know what happened. I just hit the first thing that was moving, and I'm really sorry. I feel really terrible about this. I mean, do you, do you think that would be any excuse at all? Do you think that would be any sort of um, help for him in, in his in his uh, sentencing, or do you think that would just be, you know, he'd be, you know, hanging himself if he did something like that? That's a good question, Bergie, and I suppose, I suppose that is possible, Um However, when these things have happened in the past, I mean, honestly, uh, Donnie Henderson himself is going to be in kind of a awkward situation here, however this plays out, because, you know, he, he's essentially going to be slotted in the role of whistleblower, and if the NHL throws the book at Weidman, there could be some blowback from the players yeah. towards Henderson. Mm-hmm. Um we saw that uh, 1983 um, NHL linesman by the name of Ron Foyt uh, had a face-off in a game against the Chicago Blackhawks, and he had repeatedly thrown Tom Lysiak, uh, center for the Blackhawks, out of face-off that night. Ends up throwing him out of a face-off. Lysiak loses his marbles, and as soon as Foyt puts the puck down, Lysiak skates in behind him from the backside and pitchforked him and deliberately tripped him. I mean, it is it was absolutely 1,000% deliberate. And Lysiak ended up getting a 20-game suspension, which at that time I believe was one of the longest in league history. And the fallout for Ron Foyt, um, it, it was uh, pretty significant. And it actually it ended up... Um, I'm not exactly sure of the chain of events, but Ron Foyt ended up getting fired by the NHL um, shortly thereafter, within a season or two, I believe, of that incident. So it's um, it's a pretty complex situation, and um, it's uh, you know as strongly as I feel about it in my position as a on ice official, um, you know I heard several players today kind of siding with Weidman. So it's it's very polarizing, and uh, I'm interested to see how the NHL is going to deal with this. Um, I'm not very hopeful, given the fact that this situation will be decided uh, not by the Department of Player Safety, but actually by the NHL uh, hockey operations staff, which is okay. headed by which is headed by Colin Campbell, and the fact that he's going to have his hands uh, in the mix here. Uh, really frightens me um, as far as doing the right thing. And um, the, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the indefinite suspension until a post-All-Star game hearing, um, for my money, that is just the NHL taking time, uh, taking its time, filling up its bladder so it can piss all over itself uh, when they finally hand down the uh, punishment. <laughs> can you get some crystal um, light? Can I throw in a two cents on Please, that? do it. Um, I know Tom Lysiak's daughter, so there's that. I I know Ron Foyt, and he's a, and he's a fucking asshole. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, Tom Lysiak's daughter listens to City 97, so there's that. Um, 
also, uh, in terms of your, you said you'd be frightened. Can you, like, like aliens or paranormal activity or, like, Saw 2 level of fright? <laughs> um, probably more Saw 2, just okay. because so, I... Like, I, really I'm, scared. Yeah, I'm, okay. um, far, I'm far more um, leery of power tools than I am uh, alien <laughs> life forms. <laughs> I say I say uh, Weidman needs to own it and be a man because then at the very least he's at least a man. I still think yeah. I stand by what I said earlier. Uh, I think he's suspended for the rest of the year just because this damages the game. You can't trust him on the ice. I don't give a shit what he says. But at the very least, be a man, own up to it, and then at the ver- then it's like I personally would be like you still deserve to be suspended, dude. But I respect the fact that you said, you know what, I was an idiot and I saw red and didn't think and I did something stupid because, you know what, you're also a human who makes mistakes. Yeah. I, can get be- I, can, I can get behind that. And the one comparison that I would like to draw here would be like when uh, you guys remember uh, a year or two ago when, uh, when Zdeno Chara just absolutely destroyed Pacioretty into the turnbuckle at about yeah. 25 <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah, um, you know Chara's explanation of it that he didn't know where they were on the ice or fucking you know, yeah. that is that was the biggest crock of shit ever. Athletes at, athletes at the highest level, I mean at the most elite level, they have such an unbelievable awareness of their surroundings that none mm-hmm. of us can even possibly relate to it. So you cannot possibly tell me that. Chara didn't know where they were in relation to the turnbuckle. And, yeah, he may have regretted, you know, in hindsight, he may have regretted the punishment that he inflicted on Pacioretty, but there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that in that moment, he absolutely ran him right into the turnbuckle. And just similar to this, there's no doubt in my mind that Weidman did this deliberately, and he absolutely meant to do it, and who knows? In hindsight, he may feel some remorse about it, but in the moment, he absolutely meant to do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's say let's say Weidman is a man about it, and maybe this is what Mike was getting getting at. If he if he owns up to it and says, you know, it was you know blind rage, I did it, you know, I'm real sorry. Is this is that the NHL's way of not handing out the 20 game suspension? They say, well, you know, we would have given him a 20, but you know, he is such a man about it that we didn't want to punish him any further, so we gave him 10 games. Is, is that a way out for the NHL to, to yet again not make an example out of a, a well, more than, more than like, you know, a plugger on, a, on the fourth line of some, some team? But wouldn't he have already done that then? I mean, so I'm thinking the reason he hasn't said anything is because he knows he's going to get fucked here, and and that's fine. And... And I, I'm more. I come down more on the side of if he says it, the PA is counseling him that if he says that, right, then that's he's what I mean. culpability. Like, yeah. What if, what if, like you know, time passes or when he gets to the hear him, hearing, like, is there any room for the NHL coaching him in that way to say, hey, just fall on the sword and we'll we'll lessen your sentence? I wouldn't put the NHL above no. that sort of thing, but they're also. You know, it, this is going to be very interesting because the NHL Players Association and the NHL Officials Association, I would expect, are certainly going to weigh in here depending on how this plays out. Mm-hmm. 
Didn't yeah. we have some uh, abuse of an official a couple of years ago, and the league just rolled over and didn't even do anything? I, think, I mean, uh, Daniel Carcillo. Daniel Carcillo got something, fifteen or sixteen games, I think it was. But uh, again, again, to Mason's point, that's a fourth line scrapper. He's a piece of shit. Fourth line scrapper yeah. called Garbomb. Um, I, I don't think the NHL really cares <laughs> about guys like that. No. But then do they right, care so, about Dennis Weidman? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know that they do. Well, and, I don't know. Weidman is far more notable than, than a guy like Carcillo. I mean, he's he's played big roles on, on big teams. Um, or at least, you know, I, you know I, from my memory, it, he, he seems like more than, you know, a... a you know, piece of shit. You know, fifth, fifth or sixth D or something. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm mis misremembering, but I mean, I, I, I didn't have to look up, look him up when, when I heard the name. You know, I knew exactly who yeah. they were talking about. Yeah, right, is everybody on a piece of shit? But that doesn't mean he can't be one now. Is everybody no. sufficiently weighed in here? Let's move on. I think we got a lot of positive, a lot of positivity to get to. Uh, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, on that case, maybe that's why we're staying on the subject. Exactly, I, Mason. I reserve I reserve the right to go back to the subject if I get a response. <laughs> if I get a response to a text I just sent out. Okay. Okay. Nice. Let's that's move on. Awesome. Duly right, noted. Mason, you said it earlier. You said uh, um, the, this lead that does a good job of alienating people who care about the game. So, uh, with that as the lead-in, um, I am very interested in your thoughts on the impending All-Star Game oh. in Nashville. You would uh, have that. Under that banner, because, and I realize this is sort of a loaded question in that sense, but or a loaded entree or whatever. You're, you're but, setting me up. I'm setting you up, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, So you've got the... the Let's start with the fact that they had to switch the format to this 3v3 because last year's All-Star game was unwatchable. Then they went to this voting thing, which this this we love the fans and the fans are important, so we're going to let the fans vote on the captains for the divisional teams. Then that didn't work out because the stupid fans voted in John Scott as a captain in one of the teams. So they said, well, you're, you, the fans, you guys are stupid and you voted the wrong guy, so we're going to deal with that. And then when Scott said, no, actually, I think I'm going to play, uh, they arranged to have him essentially buried in fucking Newfoundland. Um, and then the outrage from that was horrible. You know, the, the NHL started out by being worried about John Scott embarrassing the league via the All-Star game and ended up with, by their actions, guaranteeing embarrassment yeah. to the league. Um, uh, and then you got the rest of the John Scott thing uh, finalized by the article that he wrote on uh, the Players' Tribune today, uh, which if you haven't read it, you should. It was very, very interesting. And the icing on the cake, of, it, well, the, the, the key sort of, I don't know if it was a shocker, but the key revelation from the article was him saying, Scott, and granted it's one man, but Scott saying that a league official called him and said, and let me get, make sure I get the quote exactly right because it's that horrendous. Uh, someone from the league NHL calls me and says, do you think this is something your kids would be proud of? Which is just utterly despicable, speaking right. as a father, that somebody would put that on him in that sense. Uh, Scott's line in the article was terrific. It said, because while I may not deserve to be an NHL all-star, I know I deserve to be the judge of what my kids will and won't be proud of me for. Amazing line. Respect him so much for saying that. That's outstanding. Um, and then the, the icing on this 
fucking terrible cake is <laughs> the you know the Ovechkins of the world uh, announcing that they with the lower body injury that he's not going to play and is willing to ha- be suspended by the league in a pre-existing rule or whatever one game for failing to participate in the All-Star game. Oh now, my God. by way of setting this up for you to comment on, my point is, if you have to threaten the players with a suspension uh, for not playing in the, against not playing in the game, then maybe it's time to examine whether or not this game ex- should exist in the first place. And if the players would rather be suspended for a regular season game, play in the game, then it is time to kill the game. Am I overreacting or not? No, not at all. I mean, you didn't even get to the part about how, yeah, it's three on three, but there's four fucking teams, and they're going to play two fucking games uh, at three on three, and it's like, so whatever, all right? That makes sense. Three games makes more sense. Yeah, you know what I meant. I blame Nick. But, what is this? Yeah. What is this? An all-star mini tournament of pond hockey? But I don't, I don't get it at all. And like, and the thing I, I was ranting to to a friend earlier too, um, on top of it, and they said something along the lines of, um, you know, that like, you know, are they trying to keep their fans, or why, why do they seem like they're intentionally trying to piss off their fans? And my only response was that they're not for the all-star game. They're not trying to retain fans. They're trying to get new fans, which is even more horrendous that they're willing to bastardize the game under the name of an all-star game. He's thinking, you know, that these are the best players playing this sport, playing this game. Oh, it's not the fucking game that they're all-stars for. It's some, you know, completely horrendous version of it where it's a complete joke. And then that's not even, you know, bringing in the John Scott stuff which you know, I completely agree with you. Like he's he's been he's been just and you know like he, I'm a bigger fan now uh, of him than when I thought it was funny that everyone was voting for him just to say fuck you to the league. Like um, it's amazing what how he's rolled with it and and taken it and and where you know you would you would think that there's there's a whole lot of grounds for for legal action or, or something along those lines. Like he could really. I don't know. He he seems like he could have a case against to to make this even uglier, but he's choosing not to, kind of. So that's applaudable in a way too. Um, but man, if I I wasn't gonna watch even before you know at the beginning of the year, I'm uh, and then I was gonna watch just to see you know John Scott be a man and, and go into the game and be like, yep, they voted me in, and then you know everything else happened. Um, like I'm never gonna watch again. Like I'm. I I feel bad just watching a regular game, let alone a stupid fucking all-star game. That's a giant joke of uh, like what eighth top sport in the nation? Are we in double digits now? <laughs> can I ask? Can I ask a stupid question? Yeah, go. No, there are no stupid questions. Only stupid people. <laughs> All right. Can I ask the stupid people? <laughs> You're asking one. I'm a stupid people. <laughs> As it relates to all-star voting, who counts the ballots and who is the keeper of the knowledge of who is leading the balloting? Jeb Bush's ballot counters. <laughs> Florida. 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 Okay. 
the reason I ask is my mom it, oversees what? it. Hey, but, Chad. <laughs> was was it, uh, Nobody named I, I, Chad is allowed in the ballot. Hold on, hold on. I, I thought it was the um, Nashville Predators GM because motherfucker James <laughs> fucking Neal just got fucking named to the goddamn motherfucking All-Star game. Fuck is that the sixth? He got fucking named to replace Jonathan fucking Taves. John Taves deserves to be fucking need, need in the balls for pulling out of the game so that James fucking Neal can get named to the game. Fuck you. <laughs> so Mike's well been done, a little Bergie. quiet lately, and we know what he's been doing in that quiet time, <laughs> drinking yeah. more. Yeah. A couple years ago, we've got uh, Nick's buddy, Rory Fitzpatrick, uh, yep. getting voted into the All-Star game. Was Them it last Gerson. year that Xerox Gumgerson, or whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> <laughs> he gets voted in? By Latvia. At what point does the uh, bean counters at the NHL say, you know, red alert, red alert, John fucking Scott is in the mix right now. We have to put a squash to this. Uh, In baseball, this would be as simple as – they have something in baseball. It's called, like, the commissioner's clause where it's like Animal House. There's a little-known codicil in the favorite college constitution that states in time of campus emergency, the dean may act in the manner that he sees best fit, or whatever the hell Dean Wormer says. <laughs> I would hate to know what the NHL's version of double-secret probation would be. It, that is exactly right. If there is no such thing as a little-known codicil in the NHL constitution, there goddamn well needs to be one. No, 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 no. Just make this fucking farce stop. We don't need this. I realize that it's a way of stroking the corporate sponsors and making one city's fans feel good, but the rest of this is utter bullshit. Right? Next year, you're going to a system where every team gets a one-week bye week or whatever, a one-week break week. So we don't even need the excuse of everybody gets all the, you know, 98% of the players in the league or whatever get a break for a while. That's gone as of next year. So... No, what what's the value here? Like, what, where is, what's the utility we get out of this game? Somebody please help me understand that. Um, I think kids enjoy it. I don't give a fuck about kids. They don't pay money. <laughs> <laughs> they're the people who are going to watch the game down the road. They're God the kids too. No. They're the they're the ones who remember I talked about voice of reason. They're the ones who still look at this game and don't say fuck every time they read an article. They're the ones that actually just look at this through the glasses that you wish you could watch the game through. You know, that's but, that's who. But, Plus, hold on, hold on. I haven't gotten to sure. talk on this topic yet. I've sat quietly, which is impossible for me because I have the biggest <laughs> mouth on everybody here. Um, <laughs> I'm, and uh, what I'm going to say, I can tell already, is not going to be popular with all of y'all. Um, but first of all, I didn't follow the John Scott t- stuff too much, but I agree. I, I, I have a shit ton of more respect for the guy. Uh, a, B, here's how you do it. You don't have fan voting. You say, yeah. we care about we care about you as the fans, so what we're going to do is, we're going to put the best product out on the ice instead of let yeah. you fucking morons fuck it all up. We're going to put the best players out there ourselves. You can maybe have vote on who gets to wipe Patrick Kane's ass or cut the little... Uh, cut the little fucking grooves in his hair or something like that. You can vote for that. You don't get to actually vote who plays in the game. The other, the other thing is 
I actually, I, I know for a fact I'm the only one on this call that's actually excited about three-on-three. Three. And now by saying that, I mean it, you know, relatively speaking. Uh, compared to the abortion, you were talking about, somebody was mentioning, you know, like this being an abomination of the game that we follow or whatever. What do you call the All-Star games we've been watching for the last decade? Those are a fucking disaster. Three-on-three three with players of this level of skill is going to be a fucking blast to watch. That's what I think. I'm also a huge fan of three-on-three three hockey. I think it's, uh, I think it's a blast, and I think it's just going to be. Uh, I'm just saying, wait before you judge. If it sucks balls, uh, I will be the first one to admit it on Monday when it's all said and done. I will say, you are right. This is a stupid idea, but it's, I think it's way better than the five-on-five five crap we've been watching for the last decade. I would agree okay. with that, but but again, this John Scott stuff just speaks to how tone deaf the NHL is as it relates to PR matters. I mean, honestly, Agreed. it would not it would not surprise me if the truth came out that, oh yeah, they moved the game to Nashville after the mini three on three rink and Rogers at the Igloo was shut down. It it just <laughs> <laughs> there, it was on, it was, on, it was, it was Bill Bill. businesses. It was in Otsego. Businesses don't go to All right. Thanks for clarifying. But the, the NHL being competent as it relates to PR just knows no bounds. Yeah, I, I, I understand. But I, I'm talking more about the game and just the way that the voting was handled. John Scott shouldn't have been in there to fucking begin with. Like, that's just fans are they fucking morons. It, agree, but they set it up, and then they try to change it after the fact. Agree. Right? I mean, so. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You don't have voting to begin with. But could the league have not just gotten together and just said, okay, this is just going to be a shit show from the word go. We are not – if you come across a John Scott ballot, flush it. Well, don't have a write-in. Just like you have ten players. Don't have have voting. Don't have voting. I remember remember going to Twins games back in the 80s, and, you know, you get an all-star ballot, and it's like, oh, okay, so you get, like, three players nominated from each team. Great. Right. So these are my choices, and you know this. This is what I'm going to live with. Well, Gary uh, you know, vote. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Kirby Puckett and Kent Herbeck and Gary Gaetti, and that's that's my ballot. And you know, now I'm happy. You know, so I, I don't see why they couldn't have done it that way. But you know, Paul, your point about three on three, and and I don't know where I saw this. Maybe Nick made this point earlier. Was you know, if if you can score with impunity on, on three on three, then you know what's Where's the excitement in three-on-three three if you know that every break-in is going to end up in a goal? Because you got these super talented guys out there. You know they're going to score when they break in. I mean, They're not you know, playing defense anyway. Right. I mean, everyone's focused on one thing out there. you got two, you know, you get two forwards and a defenseman. I mean, you know, how, how is that an exciting game? I mean, where, where's, you know, how, how does that make it compelling? You know, and, and, Nick, didn't you make this point? Weren't there like 19 goals last season? Yeah, I mean, goal scoring isn't the issue. Yeah, there were. There were a shit ton of goals. I was just looking for that actual number, but it was like 19. Uh, no, I mean, I, listen, I'm all for, if you're going to do this, you may as well try to make it as interesting as possible. I, I, I don't know that, I don't know that five on, or, sorry, that three on three is going to be that thing. I think, frankly, the bigger motivator is the $1 million that the winning team gets. They're giving the winning team a million fucking dollars to the players. To the well, yeah. the which team gets to the million millionaires dollars. on the teams? Yeah, I'm just saying that's that's the deal. 
So wow. I, I take your yeah. suspension. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, can you imagine if we did a men's league transfer tournament and they said the winning team gets fifty bucks? <laughs> I feel like Four I'm, gonna, I'm, 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 I'm taking fucking Nick Henry's head off. <laughs> it's gonna be because I can get at least. I figure like divide carry the two. That's seven dollars and sixty eight cents. Fuck that guy. He's done. <laughs> All right, uh, all-star game. All right, Paul, Paul I'll, 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 let's talk about it on Monday. Copy that. All right, all right. I want to catch, I want to catch a case of Dangleria through the TV. That's what I want to do. I don't care. I don't care. If I don't care if there's 50 fucking goals scored. I really, truly don't. If, it, if they score on every single rush, is, if it's electrifying and it's like watching a GoPro video, I'm going to be like, yes, this fucking rules. And by the way, complete side note, NHL After Dark uh, on GoPro. Uh, it's like, I think they've got their own site. GoPro.com is where they post their videos and shit like that. Uh, NHL After Dark looks to be pretty sweet. It's a series coming, uh, it looks like, a miniseries or something like that, where they put them on their heads and they just do. They put Claude Giroux standing on a blue line, uh, parallel with the blue line, with a puck on his stick and said, you aren't allowed to move. Now we're going to just throw pails of pucks at you. It was like Frogger. There were just pucks <laughs> coming at him, like 8 to 10 to 15 pucks in waves coming at him, and he had a stick handle through them all as they were coming at him. It was one of the most... I've been around this game like we've talked about. I'm not trying to say I'm a superstar. I'm just saying I've played since I'm three, right? So I've been around... So it takes quite a bit for me to go, holy shit. I was like, holy, holy fucking shit, because it was unbelievable to watch this dude have... <laughs> yep. I mean, you have to calculate split second at a time fractions of an inch, that, and not a single wave of pucks touched his stick. They threw the bucket at him, they threw a stick at him, even a guy came and dove at him, and he was just like, puck was still, he didn't move, and the puck never left his stick. It was unbelievable. If, and, I, see and some of that in, if I see some of that in uh, in three-on-three, three, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, but if you see that and Doobie pulls a groin... <laughs> that's not going to change. There could be groin pulls on five-on-five five crappy All-Star game, too. That's not that doesn't change anything. Can we back up a little bit to the title of NHL After Dark? We're not yeah. talking about some like erotic twist on this stuff, are we? <laughs> not not that I know, but if but if certain personalities were to show up scantily clad, that would be fine. That's gonna draw some some. Hey, remember fans. I had, remember I reserved the right to go back to Weidman? Yeah. yeah. So a source a source texted me back. I'm not gonna say who this person is. You guys might be able to figure it out, but I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Uh, I said, uh, from your perspective, this is all pretty bullshit, right? Very. His head was up, and this is a person that I would consider to be an expert. Uh, Very. His head was up. Even if his eyes were down, he's an NHL defenseman. He skated straight to him and initiated the contact. Wasn't surprised by running into the ref at all. Super bullshit. So there you go. There's so if uh, our opinions weren't good enough, then there you go. There's an expert. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They better get it right. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know yep. what or what else, but I I would like them to get it right. Or Nick's gonna cry, and that would suck. Yeah. Can I I'm can I go it. back to can I go back to NHL After Dark and if Catherine <laughs> Tappen is gonna be on? Yeah. There we go. Kevin, don't you know about the new Catherine Tappen? Kelly Nash. <laughs> Kelly. Hold on, hold on, Kelly. Yeah, somebody's googling yeah. and searching at this time. Hi. Oh. Um, 
Um, yeah. My puck just dropped. Have you ever? Uh, <laughs> my puck is up, actually. Um, Hi, sticking. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You know how hot bacon grease is? That's what I would say. Okay. All right. Paul. Hey, I, I just hold on, Nick. I, I just found a GIF of that uh, Claude Giroux thing. I'm going to share that on Wild Extra. Uh, on it's Wild pretty Extra badass, right? right? Yeah, it, it's insane, it's isn't it? I, I've, I've seen it before. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, oh, Mike's puck is up. Uh, all right, Paul. What uh, <laughs> is this? Is this an an annually contextualized? level of suckitude right now for the wild or is this a special have they found a new gear for their for their their shittiness i i really don't know what to make of this it feels like the streaks haven't been as long you know the swoons haven't been as long they've been able to buffer them with points here and there but it sure feels like they're playing shittier doesn't it yes yeah uh, yeah, so I, I think that we've reached a new special edition, although they've, it's funny, they're in a better position. They've been yeah. able to buffer the nine-game losing streaks with, uh, with you know, instead of losing 12 in a row or nine in a row or whatever the hell they did to get themselves in 12th place last year, uh, yeah. they've actually been able to buffer it with a win here and there and a, and a point in overtime here and there or whatever. Um, but it sure feels worse. Maybe our you expectations guys, have changed. I don't know. One of you guys who's smarter than me should figure out you know, the goals per game and, and whatnot of the, the slump last year from, you know, mid-December to mid-January and compare it to the same time frame that we've been, you know, worried about this year and, and see how bad, how how much worse off we are or not. Um, or not. Yeah. As opposed, as opposed yeah, to just the feel. I, I like, I mean, I'm, I'm Jimi Hendrix. I like to feel it. What? <laughs> What's going right for this team right now? I mean, the goaltending is goodish. The penalty kill is good. Defensively, Charlie Coyle is good. Is good. Charlie Coyle. Those are it. That's is, it, right? That's Defensively, it. everything has having to do with defense and penalty kill and Charlie Coyle, right? I mean, Nino's PDO or PDO or whatever the fuck is is out of this world. It's Crosby eliteness. Paul, oh, that's a good question who's, for you, actually. Who's what? Who's what? Okay, who's wait. What? Yeah, this is a good question. <laughs> What the uh, fuck so, did you say? So, uh, <laughs> the, the, some of the advanced stats indicate that that Nino is not as bad as he might appear to be. He's not playing as badly as he appears to be otherwise. Uh, hmm. uh, that he is at a, playing defensively at a quote-unquote elite level. Uh, and that given that... Um, and, and that analysis uh, renders the practitioners of that analysis deaf to claims such as, well, that's all well and good, but he needs to produce offense. Um, okay, well, he's not producing offense, they say, but he is doing other things so well that it doesn't matter that he's not uh, producing offense. How would you react to that? I would react to that by saying, sure would have been nice of you to bury a fucking breakaway the other night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, that's my guy. I mean, hashtag Nino Crush. I mean, let's I go with it. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. He's a hell of a four checker. When he gets on his horse and gets going, he's an awesome four checker. I yeah. still 
I mean, you can roll through the, the tapes of every game this year. If he's lost a, a board battle, I sure would like – you could probably count on one hand the amount of board battles he's lost all season. That said, we need 20, 30 goals out of the guy. And yeah. uh, he's responsible defensively. Yeah, all that's good. But I can't believe I'm going to say this. But um, the Nino crush is unconditional. But <laughs> <laughs> that said – that said, I just fear, like, I, it kind of clicked with me. The Nino Crush started after his first preseason game in a wild uniform because I saw him do something in front of the net that blew my mind. And I just, for whatever reason, Nino Crush came to my head and I've, people responded on Twitter, so I ran with it. After a year and a half or so, I was like, this dude's too slow. And I kind of feel like um, the reason he doesn't finish uh, and I was talking to another guy. I was talking um, with Pat Micheletti on the Twitters because he loves to give me shit about him. I give him shit about Vanek. He gives me shit about Nino, um, although I like Vanek. But uh, uh, but, um, uh, the, but his whole thing is that he said, you know, Nino's just not in the right spot, and he doesn't finish. And I feel like those are a product of his lack of speed. He's missing that extra gear. If he had that extra gear, he'd create more space, giving himself more time to put the puck where he wants to rather than where he's rushed to put it. If that did, he ha- did he have that extra gear last year and he just slacked it this year? Is, there, is, it, was it, is it a change or has he never had that extra gear? I don't know that he's ever had that extra gear, and I, I don't know what's changed because certainly something has changed because the kid yeah. had six, six goals out of the gate and he's had two in the last 35 games. Is yeah. that good? I don't think no, it is. Um, so, uh, you enough. know what? Here's the other. Here's the other thing. Is is you know? I mean, it's easy. Like I've, I'm kind of tangenting a little here, but um, I've let's not even factor Granlund into the equation because I'm done with him. Um, but guys like Zucker yes. and and Nino, I think it's is it fair to say that when the entire team is playing like shit, when even number eleven is playing like shit. Is it easy for that to be contagious and for Zucker and Nino, for example, as younger guys, to just be like, ah, God, I don't know if I'm going to dig down to no. 11 tonight. I might just dig down to 10. No, it's, um, their, it's their opportunity. It's not okay. Yeah, but if I'm saying if the entire locker room's down and they're just all just, I don't know, I have a whole other theory. What's Coyle's, what's Coyle's excuse then? I mean, he's not. He's, he's awesome. Not that. That's what I'm saying. So that's not that's not bumming him out, and he's the, and he's the him out, and he's the guy who struggles with the confidence issues, right? I'm not saying that it should happen. I'm just saying, could it happen? Yes. I mean, you know, this whole, sure. I whole I have a whole. It happens. Theory, it happens the other way. I mean, when Eleven is playing out of his gourd, it trickles down, and other people follow suit. So why wouldn't it happen the other way? Yeah, makes sense. Doubles, yeah, I, on a of, I, doubles on a scale of one to ten. How worried are you about this team making the playoffs this year? Oh, probably I would say about a two. And I say that because, first off, by all accounts, they should make the playoffs. I mean, this is making the playoffs for this team should be a given. That said, if they fail to get in this year, I don't think that's gonna, I don't think that's going to go over very well at uh, 317 Washington, and like a, uh, it'll go over like a fart in church. That's yeah, exactly no right. Church. And that's a much bigger laugh. 
fucking and, and, deserved a much better laugh. That's bullshit. And if that, <laughs> if that, if that fart in church comes to pass, Craig Leopold will be sitting in his own pew. <laughs> comes to pass. <laughs> Fergie, follow-up question. On a scale of 1 and 10, how uh, confident are you that this wild team, if they get into the playoffs, has the makeup mm-hmm. to do what they should be trying to do, which is to win that second round. Serious. It 100% depends on whether they have to play the fucking Blackhawks again or they <laughs> go to the Pacific. And if there, I, I think there's a high likelihood that if they end up in the top top wild card position, that they will go to the Pacific. If they go to Pacific, I think Mike Russo made a great point that they play the the, the Kings very well. Who's that? Uh, and we know that. And we know that the the sharks choke in the playoffs, and so really that leaves uh, whether or not the the ducks or you know the wild has to play the ducks or the kings or the sharks. Um, you know if if they you know somehow play the kings and you know then get to play against the sharks, um, you know I'd, I'd say they have a good chance. If they you know as we probably can plan on at this point, getting the number eight seed in the West. Then they'll have to play the Blackhawks and the Fox. Or ugh, Dallas, I can't imagine. Oh God! Now, now think back to a couple of years ago. Maybe Dallas the first bad in the playoffs, so I wouldn't worry about them. Maybe the maybe so. it was the first year that the Blackhawks knocked the Wild out. I mean, think back to that playoff run. You've got Granlin scoring an unbelievable overtime winner against uh, Colorado, I believe, and yeah. Zucker scoring the overtime winner for the only game that they beat Chicago in. And, yep. th- I mean, think back to then and look to where we are now. Those guys aren't any better now than they were then. So we don't have we, we don't have the whole, God, think of where these guys are going to be in a couple years. A couple years is right now, and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. They, 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 they have not taken – a material step forward. I mean, yeah, and that's a great point. I mean, even if they do end up with the number seven seed in the West and they go and play the Pacific Division, and, you know, say for argument's sake, if they do get the Kings, they, they, they beat the Kings, and, you know, they, the, the Sharks choke as we, as we expect them to, what does that get them? I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, you've proven you're a great Pacific Division team. You know, you haven't proven shit against the Central. <laughs> And guess what? I mean, the Central is the division you've got to beat. Well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, talk about material step forward. They haven't taken a geisha girl club foot tiny step forward. <laughs> uh, why has it, it got to be Asian references? That's bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love you, Nick. They come out of for the Jared, come out for of, Jared Mason, Mike Bird, Paul Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point going forward after that reference. They come sure. out of the break on a four-game road, right? <laughs> they're on the road the rest of the season, actually. Yeah, they're in New York for two, and then uh, hey, really good. But for hey, St. Louis, thank you. And then I think there's a fourth on the road, but I'm oh. No, yeah, there's a whatever. Anyway, uh, they come out of the break on the road. You know, is this a is this 
I don't even want to give them the satisfaction, but is this the, like, it's good that we're starting on, after the break on the road? Uh, it's only three on the road because they got Dallas at home, sorry. Uh, because we got, you know, we get away and we get to clear the heads and we the distractions and all the other horseshit excuses this team tends to use, or does it not matter? I mean, it, you know, I mean, is, is there anything at all positive about being on the road nope. uh, after this? Nope, it, it doesn't matter. It's This is going to be the typical. We're going to go on the road and shit the bed, and then we're going to come home and play Dallas. The first game back, we're going to shit the bed because that's what we do because we're the Minnesota Wild. Oh, and then they got my the, God. They got, my the caps, they got the Caps after Dallas, so that'll be fun. I just saw the Caps live, and they're awesome. Awesome. Um, Nick, I think if they're, if they're on the road to start after the break, it really gives them – I mean – it gives them no excuse. All they have to do is play the fucking game, and if they can't play the game, then then we know kind of how boned we are. Yeah. Boned. Yeah. Boned. 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 Paul, can you tell me anything about this wild team to make me feel less bad right now? I can, actually. Um, I was Would working you? on something while we were while people were talking. Um, I'm still, I'm still laboring on that. Um, we play hockey in October. Yeah, we do. Um, see here, the Kings win, loss, 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 win, 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 win. Okay. October was decent. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, 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 loss, loss, win, loss, win. <laughs> Isn't this exciting? Compelling radio. Win, 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 win. loss. Um, win, loss. The no, podcast I guess, doesn't have to be exciting. I'll, right, exactly. Uh, I guess the only thing I would say is um, all of the concern is um, completely warranted, and uh, it sure does look like a shithole uh, right now, but it looked like a shithole last year. It looked like a shithole the year before that. And I'm not saying that they should hedge their bets on uh, having to make a miraculous run uh, every single year, because one of these years it's not going to happen. Um but the only other thing I would say is that I was looking up the Kings because I felt like they had a worse start than they did, but every team goes through this. That's the only thing I would say. And we feel we're super close. This is the only team we really follow this closely. And so we feel like, woe is us. We're fucking Minnesota. We're the wild. We shit the bed. This is what we do. We're awful and we're horrible and we're Louisville, USA, like this and came mm-hmm. in. And it's, the world is over and we might as well just stop following hockey. But I think every team uh, outside of – you know, I guess the fucking Blackhawks. Uh, outside of you know, the Blackhawks and, to a lesser degree, this year, Dallas and maybe Washington, every team goes mm-hmm. through this. Pittsburgh how, Pittsburgh was fucking awful for, Horrible. what, half yeah. a, for a month? Yeah, uh, the Rangers have been bad. I think, yeah, the Canadians yeah, are terrible. So, so it's possible. And the other thing I would say about the playoffs is uh, I like to your question about what uh, uh, one to ten missing the playoffs. Uh, I'm I'm going to agree with two because I there's just they can't play at this pace. They had the best first half in franchise history. They can't just all of a sudden be that good and then this shitty. It's got to be at the very least. It's got to be somewhere in between and somewhere in between gets in the playoffs. Um, and I still maintain even as negative as we are now. And I'm and believe it or not, I'm as negative as you guys are. But I'm also realistic in that. This team plays the way this team plays. They can beat anybody. I still believe that, and, and nothing's fucking changed on that. If they play the way they can play, I mean, we've harped on this and crutched on this 
fucking moral victory how many years in a row now, but last year they absolutely positively outplayed the Blackhawks. That's just all there is to it, and they didn't beat them. And this year, that may ha- very well happen again. But the fact of the matter is the hope is still there because they can play with anybody. They can beat anybody if they're playing good hockey. And I still think they've got good hockey in them. It's just like at fucking Wally World right now or something going on a roller coaster. They're good hockey. I don't know where it is, but it's got to be there somewhere still. I would agree with that. But the you're counter- trying to talk us off the ledge here, Paul. The counter that I would make to that is when this team is bad, they are god-awfully bad. And yes. I would point to games like Phoenix or Arizona the other night, um, Winnipeg, um, well, Buffalo, for God's sakes. Yeah. Pittsburgh, who Philly, only won Philly, one game since making the coaching change. It's like when they are bad, they are so bad, you just want to take a mechanical pencil and stab your eyeballs out bad. Right. And then reload it. Eyeballs, but, yeah. Yeah. May show no, you're right. Your you're right. Butthole or something. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they are. <laughs> but, it's just, but the thing about but, but the thing about that is, is that the cool thing is, is if you get embarrassed on your home ice by the St. Louis Blues in the playoffs six to one, or you lose a heartbreaker off a stanchion to the Blackhawks, guess what? They're both losses. So it doesn't fucking matter. Mm. Um. All right. I don't. Uh... I can't say that I feel any better. But, what about uh, Lewis? Do you see any? I'll, I'll make it feel. I'll make it feel slightly worse in that the, the, the Blackhawks have have already gone through their quote unquote slump of this season. They were not doing very well for for a little bit. So there yeah. you go. I mean, even 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 they have had their rough stretch for the the year already. We could be Blues fans, or we could be Avalanche fans. That would be enough for me to just want to. What was the device you wanted to stick in your eyes? Because I would kick, I, I would yeah, kick that in. I would kick that in my eyes on game one of the season if I was a Blues or an Avalanche fan, because that's just embarrassing. Like that logo is fucking stupid. The Avalanche. Which one? They've got they've got a they've got a captain that plays like Dennis Weidman all the time. Oh, <laughs> too soon, Paul. He's a Landeskog is a fucking douche and. <laughs> I, I know that I know that if Landeskog was on our team, you'd love him, but I probably would still kind of think he was embarrassing a little bit because he plays like such a fucking asshole. Um, well, we have Landeskog on our team. I mean, Duchesne cries like he's a fucking Kardashian. I mean, like <laughs> the Avalanche are and Patrick Waugh. I used to actually respect that guy. Now I think he's an ass bag too. And the, only the compared Blues, to the rest of the team. And the Blues, I'm going to take this, like, I'm going to, they're called the Blues, so I'm going to make this comedy very blue, if it's comedy. Mm-hmm. They are the girl who just is, like, softest hands in the world, puts a little lotion on, and starts to work on you, and then gets up and leaves and has to go home. That's the Blues. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, there's nothing like, you know, 108 points in the regular season and then shitting the bed in round one against some crap-ass team. That's what yeah, they do the every wild. single year. Yeah, yeah. well, Wait. the Wild were a crap-ass team last year. But, uh, I mean, but they've done it to other teams other than the Wild, too. That's what my point is that there, it's, a, it's a certainty. It's just as much as it's a certainty we're going to slump at some point now, apparently, it's a certainty that they'll make the playoffs and then poop on themselves. The bed, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's how uh, I feel about the, the Avalanche and the Blues. 
<laughs> and Nashville's close, except for Nashville's such a cool city, it's tough to poop on them. Yeah, it's, it, their uniforms James, make it easier. James uh, Burger, you're an asshole. Are we going to talk about trades or anything like that? Are you guys thinking there's any trades coming? or We're not going to talk about that. We talk about <laughs> trades, and I'm going to start bitching about Fletcher, and I don't want to do that. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, we don't have to bitch about Fletcher. We can just focus on, like, whether or not you think a move is the right thing to do. Well, are you in favor of that, or are you in favor of standing pat? I'm asking I'm in you. Favor I'm putting the tables on you, Nick, in New York. All right, listen, <laughs> I, I'm in favor of making a move. I just don't think there's a player out there who makes enough of a difference. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who would be available? I don't know. I mean, I don't I have not You know, I... Uh, you know, Nugent no. Hopkins getting hurt would I think Nugent Hopkins would have been nice. I mean, he's not overwhelming. Like, holy shit, we got Nugent Hopkins. Things are. I mean, give me my shades because the future's looking bright. Um, <laughs> but he would have been a nice next acquisition. I just think that I wish they'd have gotten Johansson. I, I was not on board with it at first, and now I'm I'm very much on board with it because that dude just knows how to put the puck in the net. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, so much, I went around the. I went 180 on on Ryan Johansson. I I was for him for like a year, and then at the end I was like, no, nope, not really. No, has he been? Has he been good? I haven't paid attention to Nashville. He's, I actually he's haven't paid much attention. He's been That's good, it. but the team has been horrible. Right, he's put up points, but they've not been winning. Well, but see, but they're awful. So if you put well, them on they're, a team, they're also going to take eighth spot from the Wild. So yeah, for now. The, that's kind of where wait, we're wait. at. Dust, you brought this up. What do you see happening? Um, I don't know if I see anything. I mean, I, I, I go back and forth so many different ways. Like, I, I wouldn't fault them at all. As bad as things are right now, I still wouldn't fault them at all if they just waited until the end of the season. Because let's just say you bring in Ryan Johansson, and he ends up being a jackass head case. Then you may never recover, because we have to assume – even as down as you guys are, if you think with your real minds and not your buttholes, if you think with your... <laughs> if you think I like that you censor buttholes, but you're talking about the girl that jerks you off and leaves you both blue. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, I, I know you have to believe that they're going to come out of this thing because every almost everybody agrees they're not missing the playoffs, which would require them to come out of this. So let's just say they do come out of it, and they are them, themselves again, like earlier in the season. And let's say, say a guy like Johansson comes in and fucks the works up. Uh, so I, I wouldn't totally fault him if they waited till the end of the year. Um, but at the same time, if you really believe that Olafson and Mike Riley are your next guys, and they are the guys, and they're ready, then you have plenty of defensive depth, and let's move yeah. that shit. I mean, I... That's, yeah, yeah. I, I, Brodeen absolutely should be shocked like every day, probably, and if you can get somebody to take Grandland and send back tacos, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Wellness check on Mike Berg after that Brodeen shock. Doubles with it. Double it's not, it's, your, it's, not, it's not a shot on – it's actually not a shot on Brodine. It's just that if Olafson is Brodine too and you already have Suter, then I'd rather – I mean, the two obvious ones are Brodine and Dumba, and tell me somebody else in the franchise that has Dumba's skill set, right. then, then you can have him. If you can find me a replacement for Dumba, then you can have me 20, and his defense lacks at times. And he is on his hockey card, it says defenseman, so that's a problem, but he's 20, and he's got yep. – 
Ruck, he's got jetpacks attached to his skates, and he's got a fucking rocket launcher attached to his stick. You can't trade that guy. That's yeah. I, I, I'd rather oh, trade really cool. number two. What? I'd rather yeah. Uh, doubles. What, what's your call here on potential action? The one of the dumbest things that I've heard this week is that Fletcher should not make a trade as almost a means of punishment to the current group to say, get your shit together. This yeah. is on you guys. That is the, that's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Um, to Paul's point earlier, it, now that they're on the outside of the playoff picture looking in, this is going to come down to, you know, uh, honestly, Fletcher and Yo, if, if they miss the playoffs, now they're talking job security, and there's no way Fletcher is going to sit idly by as the season circles the drain and they miss the playoffs. No way. And to no. Paul's point earlier, um, that will go over like a fart in church. Craig Leopold <laughs> will be sitting in his own pew because uh, Fletcher and Yo will be seeking employment elsewhere. Yes. I think I think Yo's leash is even shorter than that. I think this well, is the finally I think this is the fi- this is finally the year that he is officially on the hot seat right now. But that but that but that's scapegoating though. If you're Fletcher though making that call that's what name a sport that coaches aren't scapegoating. No, no, no. That's part not, of the job I'm not, title. Uh, I'm not saying you're not right. I'm what I'm saying is man, I uh, Fletcher, Yo has been given the same tools, primary, primarily, the last three seasons. You know, Yo isn't the one who gave everybody and their fucking mother a no trade clause, and Yo isn't the one who, uh, you know, um, gave Suter and Freezy uh, thirteen years. Yeah, and, and Yo is. Yeah, no, I'm not saying Yo is is above this fray, and I agree with what you guys are saying. If they don't make the playoffs, and even if they're in. You know, we go another couple of weeks after we resume the, the season, and they don't get any better. I, I, I agree. I think Yo is in seriously hot water, but I don't think that means that he. I don't think that that's if that's the only thing that changes. I don't think that's entirely fair. And I think that what is fair would what would be fair would be to look at Fletcher for his complicity in this and setting this up as well. Fletcher's the one that spent this team into a fucking corner, and Fletcher's the one who can't therefore get them out of that corner because they're in the corner. So I, I, I am more frustrated with Fletcher at this point for th- this situation than I am with Yo. But, yes, reality is that he will scapegoat Yo. Now, if he does that, I seriously doubt that he will be allowed to replace him with a third straight unproven coach. Uh, well, I will say this, that to your point just a second ago, I agree with what you're saying, and I'm – I'm a big fan of Mike Yo. I, I think he's I I don't know. I just I just like his the way he does everything. I like his demeanor, I like his structure, I, I like that we play the the way with the the wild play the game. But the only way you're wrong and he's not a scapegoat is what if the leaders in that locker room are tired of his act and they're capable of way more than what you're seeing on the ice right now. Uh like maybe what you saw earlier this season or what you saw last year, the second half of the season. Maybe they're what if they're just sick and tired of it and they're not playing for him? If he's lost no, command, if he's lost command, then maybe those moves aren't quite as bad as they seem and he just doesn't have control of his team anymore. 
I don't know. It what? seems He's to like... be like it looked, seems to be though that last year the the change was Dubnik, where the guys started playing well, you know, like playing as well as they could, and then you carry that over, and the first half of the season was a record breaking, you know, first half of the season. So it doesn't seem like Yo is the constant there. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if it, if it's them, you know, or Yo losing the room or not. Um, but I don't know. I think I think if if Fletcher stays and Yo goes, then Fletcher does an amazing acting job in front of Leopold. Uh, and and I, I agree with Nick. There's no way that it's going to be uh, some no name coach coming in for a third time under Fletcher's reign. No, and the other thing I would say too is if you're going to fire Yo, uh, which I'm in favor of it under one condition. If you feel like he's lost control and you can truly fix the team by hiring somebody, but you better have a fucking plan in place. You better yeah, not bring yeah. in. You better not bring in. Uh, Same you know, coach. <laughs> uh, Steve McKenzie Corrella. from Steve McKenzie from fucking some CHL team in Saskatoon. You know what I mean? Right. It better be. It better be. Yeah. But who's the coach out there? Who do you no want? One. You know what I mean? So I was and earlier when I was saying that about Yo, I was just saying. That's something I think I think is possible that could happen. I'm not saying I want it to happen. Yeah, I, I know, either. I know. There's two guys, as far as I know, who have tenure who are reasonable and are available, and that's Carlisle and John Cooper. Pass. Yes. Hard yeah, completely. Exactly. exactly. What's John Cooper doing? Oh, you guys, you guys, he's working, you don't pass he's the fuck. Get the, under the bench. Uh, He's doing some with Toronto. He's like a he's like a scout or something like that or whatever for Toronto. So you're saying there's a chance. I have two <laughs> thoughts on a potential coaching change, and the first one is that without being on the inside, it is impossible for me to even speculate as to whether the players are playing for Yo or whether they're willing to sell out and, you know, absolutely lay it all on the line for him. Without being on the inside, I cannot make that determination. Um, yeah. It, in my time working with the Twins and being able to be in the room and see things behind the scenes, it it absolutely is tangible to tell which teams were playing for their managers and which which teams could could have cared less and wanted their manager to go piss up a rope. Um, the second thought I have on that is where Yo is absolutely indefensible is having Jason Pominville on the number one power play unit right now. There is zero defense on God's green earth for that. Bergie, did you ever did you play hockey as a kid growing up or anything? Nope. Are you right or are you right or left handed? Well, I'm a, I'm a lefty. I, I have a bad eye. So my, I would, my mother would never let me within, you know, 500 feet of a hockey rink. You're a righty, though, you said? Lefty. You're lefty. I would rather see you on the number one power play unit shooting <laughs> right-handed than fucking Jason Pominville right now. <laughs> I've, seen him play, I've seen him play, and I agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. That's... I just wonder if he. I, do, you ever, do you guys get that? And I know you, you don't know exactly without being in there, but that's you know that's the job of a podcast isn't to know exactly what's going on. Our job is to speculate and bullshit and talk out of our a holes. Um, but you sort of uh, ask my uh, ask do, do, 
No, I like uh, no. It's just the appropriate word. That's all. Take it easy. That's that's crossing the line. You got a little bit of a you got a little bit of a thing. That's like, crossing the line right now. B hole, a hole. Yeah, exactly. Butthole. <laughs> kind of like the word fuck. It has a good. It it fits. It works. Just leave it alone, butthole. man. Uh, We're not in danger of the FCC coming down on us tonight, are we? Hey, listen, some guys are ass guys. I, there's not a problem with that. I'm just saying. It's an observation. Uh, I think you mean sometimes they're A guys. All right. So um, so check this out. Um, fucking clown. Um, do you ever get the feeling, do you get the feeling like maybe, and I, I'm again, totally speculating, do you, I'm just ignoring all of your gibberish because it just sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher talking. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do you ever get the? Do you, do you like maybe think that like Zach Parisi and Miko Koivu and uh, Ryan Suter and maybe even Jason Palmasville to a lesser degree and and Thomas Vanek? Do you feel like maybe they think they're better than their coach? Like Yo is just kind of a no name, no, no face. I don't fully respect you, but I'll go along with it because I'm. And I now yeah. I'm tired of it. That's that's my that's my thing. Is it just it feels different this time? That's all. And um, and I I don't know. Uh, again, I, I yes. Breezy, uh, Breezy, Breezy too. Breezy's made some. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, he's made some comments this year that mm-hmm. you could read between the lines or attempt to infer from them that he that what Paul's saying is true. Sure. And I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just saying that I, I don't know. It, it feels like there's something going on. But then and why would I, they? Why would they play so well the first half? I don't know. If you think about it, guys, last half last year and first half this year, we're Stanley Cup champs. Yeah. No. What's the What's the trophy for being first place? Because we wouldn't have won the Stanley Cup. We'd have lost to the Blackhawks in that figurative president. 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 President's trophy. President's trophy. We, we have. We have a pretend president's trophy waiting. A vice president's trophy. <laughs> yes. I'm, wait, I'm waiting on doubles. He's got the line here I'm looking for. Miss Congeniality? No, if I, <laughs> my aunt about your, about your aunt. Pardon? About your aunt. Oh, yeah, exactly. Hey, my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> All right, guys. Listen. Uh, uh, anybody who's listened to this this long uh, is probably about ready Just to kill drunk. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Bergie, Bergie, give me a give me a quick final thought. Okay, Mason. Uh, <laughs> Mason. Mason, what's up? Um, final thought is I'm. I really don't want to watch the All-Star game, but I I don't know. I'm it's like a car wreck now. I kind of have to. So, maybe if I've got absolutely nothing else to do, I will I will check it out cuz you know, I don't know. I I I got to know for for a fact whether or not it's the worst thing that's happened to the league or not. And I don't think I don't think the 3 on 3 is 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 the worst part. I think everything else about it is the worst part. Doubles. All you kids out there, be nice to your linesmen. <laughs> <laughs> because when you get to the age, and it'll happen, believe me, 
when you get to that age, when you bite off more than you can chew, and you mess with the wrong guy, and he starts feeding you uppercuts, the line is the only one that's going to come in there, intervene, and save your dumb ass. <laughs> you live down by the river. Do you live in a van down by the river? That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Paul, I don't know if that was like, thought. was that like a drunk old chick or what? <laughs> Paul Fletcher, final thought. No, nothing. Paul. Did Paul bail on us. Do we lose? You are on. Maybe. You are on. I actually, actually hit mute. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, What's your final thought? That was that was the first time ever. Is, that was what just happened. Is the greatest thing that's happened on this podcast, and it's been long. Yeah, that was, so that's pretty great. That was Absolutely. You were you were Chris Foley or Matt Foley? I mean, motivational speaker. Um, okay, my final thought is, um, hey, uh, uh, GM guy of the New Jersey Devils. Hey, uh, this is uh, Charles Fletcher of uh, the Minnesota Wild. I have a washed up center, but. He's got potential still, uh, and I've got a guy who can be a very solid uh, defenseman who's very young still. Uh, in fact, they're both very young, um, both clean-cut uh, uh, Scandahuvian boys, um, and I would like to send them to you for Kyle Palmieri. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. you're, oh, okay, well, there's one thought. Uh, uh, now, in a separate phone call, I'm calling Ottawa, and I'm saying, you know, you guys, I, wait, you know, I forgot the very beginning of my pitch. Hey, New Jersey, um, you guys aren't going anywhere. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> you need to, you need, you don't need one guy. You need two guys that can help bring back and secure a good foundation. We've got a number 64 and a number 25 who look beautiful in devil red. Send us Kyle Palmieri. Thanks. Um, or same call applied to Ottawa for Mike Hoffman. Yeah. Um, or I think that's all I've got. Oh, Carolina. Cam Ward, is Cam Ward still their goalie? Yeah, yeah. he's six million dollars. He's probably captain. He's probably he's probably gonna die next year. So um <laughs> you guys are going nowhere. And Jeff Skinner deserves a better life. Oh, so man. so what do we need more D for? Here's Jonas Brodin. What's that? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Here's here's Jonas Brodin and Mikhail Granlund. We're certain that with a change of scenery that Mikhail Granlund will go to the net. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my final thought. Those are three names that I just you, we were asking wait, wait. like who we were asking like who? who there's who. Who are we getting for from Carolina? Cam Skinner. No, Cam oh, Skinner. Skinner. Skinner, Skinner, Skinner. I mean Skinner. that might be a little Me- bit fanny, fanny and and pipe dreamy, but uh, but I mean really it's you know, and they're all goal scorers. All three of those guys are goal scorers. So, and actually, uh, actually, here, here's here's an idea that I bounced off these clowns earlier, Paul. Um, you know, the question is how desperate is Calgary going to be for a goalie? Uh, and would they be willing to take Kemper for Sam Bennett? You know, oh, I, God, I love they're Sam Bennett. They're, they're obviously going to be really high on him, but, you know, if, if they're desperate enough for Sam Bennett, they want uh, Marcus Granlin's brother there to, to help him <laughs> along. I you have know, an idea. I, Kemper and Kemper and Granlin for Bennett. I, I I could get behind that. I doubt they would, but I I would definitely be supportive of that. Well, you know what? I'm I I like where your head's at. A B. Even if they don't want Granlin, I think we can all agree that if Granlin was the third or fourth center, we wouldn't hate it. He's not right. terrible. He's okay. Right. So maybe you keep Granlin. You deal from a position of strength. 
because I love Bennett. That was a fucking nice pull right there. I like that. Uh, hey, Calgary, I hear you might be in line for a defenseman. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's, two a, of them? Here's a young <laughs> Swede. Here's a young Swede who you just might like. Oh, and you need a goalie? Well, let's talk about this. I don't know if Bennett's worthy of Kemper and Brodine, but um, maybe they can send Granlin's brother to us. So, oh, yeah. 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 No, I'm just, I'm, whatever. I, throw in, you know what? We, we could use picks. Give us, give us Bennett and a pick or two that we gave away uh, foolishly multiple times. I like that. Bennett. Yeah, Bennett. Cal- Did you see yeah, his no. goal a week or two ago? Yeah. I, no, I, I like everything about that, except I don't know that they're going to give it a pick. They're not making the playoffs this year. They're going to want their picks. Calgary, I might well, be sure. You have yeah, to anyway. give it. We're, we're giving you something better than picks. We're giving you a 21, whatever, 21, 22-year-old defenseman who is arguably the best one of the best skating defensemen in the league. Uh, we just have too many of them. We have so many. Uh, and we have a guy who is, uh, could very well be a franchise goalie for you. So but we happen yeah. to lock up another franchise goalie. So um, to get those guys from us, you're going to need to give us Bennett and maybe one of your picks. We don't need a first-rounder. But, you know, give us uh, a... Yeah. yeah, so there you go. I like that idea. I like Bennett a lot. Berkey will strap on a tie and button his top button before he moves Sam Bennett. <laughs> uh, all right, my final thought is uh, a thank you to, oh, the, to the one, not you, not you, God damn it. <laughs> to, uh, to our to our wild extra loyal listeners, uh, talking about uh, Aaron Berger, talking about Miniman and the cast of dozens or maybe just three or four behind them. Uh, uh, we we certainly enjoyed doing this, and we uh, and it makes us feel even more loin-tingly to know that there are some of you listening. So thank you very much for that. Enjoy the weekend festivities in the NHL, whether it's to ignore it and take a break from the season or to pay attention to the All-Star game. Uh, I sincerely hope that John Scott gets and has a great time, that his family has a great time, and that then he can ride off into the sunset on a relative high note. Uh, for Paul Fletcher, for Jared Mason, for Mike Berg, for Doubles, this is Nick in New York. Thank you all for listening to The Five and a Major, and we'll be back with you soon. Call recording has been completed. I don't know that it has. We Hold forgot on. to record, didn't we? No, it's just not stopping. It just said the recording had been completed two seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean it's still recording? Okay, hold on. You know, it's definitely recording. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.